Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So we haven't discussed this yet. I actually recorded an episode on it, but um, I scrapped it because it was so boring. I actually had COVID about two and a half months ago. And I was fully vaccinated and I contracted COVID. I don't know where or how I got it. No one in my household got it. Thank God. LL didn't get it. Um, I can't trace anyone I was with to having it. So we really don't know where I got it. Um, But the reason I want to share it with you is because we are living through a pandemic. This podcast was born during a pandemic. We talk about the pandemic all the time on this podcast. So I would be remiss to not mention that I had COVID. And I also want to let you guys know I am actually dealing with some very long-term COVID symptoms, which suck. My COVID was super mild. I just had a runny nose for one day. I lost my smell on the fourth day and I never got it back. So I still have no sense of smell. That is unbearable. We really take for granted how great smell is. I mean, we smell each other. We smell our food. We smell the air. We smell flowers. I I love to smell my dog and I can't smell any of those things. I don't even know if I smell, but occasionally once every five days, I'll have like a good smelling day. So I'll get to smell thing like for like 20 minutes in the day, I'll have smell and I think it's coming back. And I am so excited. It's like one of those videos on Instagram where someone wears a hearing aid for the first time. That's what I feel like. And then it goes away, which sucks. Other symptoms that I still have, uh, I've been getting migraines insane migraines that last about 10 days at a time. Then I get a day reprieve and then I have them for like four days. Uh, They put me on steroids to break them up. And I also have terrible brain fog and I'm really exhausted. I actually keep calling myself Yolanda Hadid because, you know, on Real Housewives, when she had Lyme disease and no one really believed she was sick and she was like, like, I have a headache and I have this and that and I'm fatigued. I'm chronic fatigued. And Lyme disease is like something you can't really put your finger on. They don't know a lot about it. Or I keep calling myself like Irene from the real world, which is like one of the earliest real worlds. But she had Lyme disease because it's weird. You're not sick, but you you feel all these things and it's really annoying and I hope it gets better soon and I'll keep you guys updated. Why am I sharing this with you guys? First of all, don't get COVID. If you can prevent it, try not to get COVID because even if you get a mild case, you could still get these long symptoms. Uh, The other thing is, like I mentioned, this is social studies. This is what we're living through. We are living through a pandemic. And um, I think it's important we talk about what COVID is and what it leads to and all those things, because it's such a new virus that we're dealing with that people really don't know that much about it. So that is my story. If anyone has any questions, I'm here to answer them. And I'd love for you to share your stories with me as always. Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. My Don't Hate Me this week is about Black Friday. Don't hate me. But now that we have the internet, why on earth would anyone go to a store on Black Friday to get trampled. Just talk me through it. I think there's something I don't understand. Okay. You get the emails, Black Friday's coming. You could order online. It's the same discount. It even extends to, that's right, Cyber Monday. You have about four solid days of shopping with a discount on the internet, but no. 
No. People still feel they have to get to stores at midnight or 6 a.m. They have to sleep outside. They have to wrestle each other to the ground for a vacuum. What is happening? Please, someone, this is like a this is like a cry for help. I need to understand. Is it they love the experience so much of going to a big box store? Is it that they love waiting in line? Do they love crowds? Do they like getting in fist fights over a flat screen TV? What what is it? I mean, I've never done it, to be honest. I've never gone to a store on Black Friday. But now I I feel like if there's something I want, which, by the way, this year I do want a vacuum. Speaking of vacuums, I'm going to take advantage of a Black Friday vacuum sale. And that's how I know that I'm getting old. But what is it? Is it a family tradition? Is it like, what is it? Why do people have to leave the comfort of their bed or their sofa to go where the masses are and fist fight each other for, you know, 40% discount, 30% discount, whatever the discount, the same discount that you find on the internet. So explain it to me. Don't hate me, but I don't understand why people are doing that. I don't understand why people are leaving the comfort of their home to go risk life and limb for Black Friday. I mean, I remember being younger and like watching on the news, people lining up for Black Friday and like we didn't have the internet. You know, I grew up in Little House on the Prairie times, but I don't understand why now it's still a thing. My son actually was like, mom, can we go to the stores for Black Friday? I was like, no, because like, I guess he wanted something from Best Buy. I'm like, we can go to the internet. Like, I don't, I don't fully understand. So if anyone can explain it to me, I'd be forever indebted. P.S. What did you guys get for Black Friday? Anything? Okay, guys, I want to quickly mention Liz Sorensen from Utah, one of my listeners who contributed the speaker, uh, people who talk on speaker idea for my episode I did with Kim has tipping gone too far. Right after we recorded that episode, she DM'd me. She was actually shopping on a website and there was an option to tip. You could tip the website, you guys. They give you an option to leave a tip on a website. So it sounds crazy. It's posted on the official studies Instagram at official social studies. But tipping clearly has gone too far since when you order something on a website, they now want you to tip the website. Anyway, I had to share that. Okay, I want to try out a new segment. I don't know if it's going to stick, but it's called, Is It Just Me? This is where I'm going to uh, talk about things that cross my mind and I want to know if it's just me or if I'm, you know, okay, is it just me if I am sleeping in a bed, be it my house or a hotel where there is a framed picture above the bed? Sometimes I panic that it's going to fall off the wall and slice my head off like a guillotine. It could happen, you guys. Like it could come, a nail can fall out and it could fall down and slice your head off. Is it just me or does anyone else think about that? Okay, quick thank you. Um, For those of you who have left reviews recently, thank you. If you haven't left a review, please, please, please go leave a review. It really helps us get on playlists and all that. So please go to Apple Podcast. Go to the homepage of my podcast on Apple. Scroll down. You can leave a review, preferably five stars, and write what you like about the podcast. I would be forever indebted. If you haven't done it, please do it. It means so much to me. Um, Thank you again 
to everyone who's written to me. I really appreciate it. I love that you guys are starting to send ideas for things you want to hear about on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On that note, I think it's time. Let's get into today's episode. Guys, welcome to today's episode. My guest today is Lo Von Rumpf. He is a celebrity stylist and he is host of the podcast, The Low Life. Lo, welcome to the show. Oh my God. Honor and a privilege to be here on the Hot Mess Express. I just want to be like, we got low, 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 low. Do a lot of people introduce you like that or never? I've never been introduced that way. But don't you feel like that should be your song, like your walking song? Absolutely. We use it for, we have a lowdown segment at our, uh, the low life podcast and we do play that song for it. First of all, I just want to apologize. I realize I'm here with like a big stylist and I am wearing a T I look like shit. Everybody. I, I am wearing a t-shirt, a statement necklace, gold layered necklace. <laughs> I am on. always like Mr. T. I wear a lot of gold necklaces. There's, there's something I want to discuss, which is, it seemed like a good idea at the time. There is something I think people do when they go on vacation, when they go to certain destinations, they suddenly become so enmeshed in the style of where they're visiting. (laughs) Oh, shopping. Yeah. That look. And then bring it back. Like for me, I'll give you an example. I went to Morocco Mm -hmm. and I felt I needed to own this purple jacket, like a a velvet. It had a mandarin collar. Oh, there she is. It was like a tunic jacket. And I was like, this is so... When I was in Morocco, I was like, this is so chic. I'm going to come back to the city. I'm going to wear this with like leather leggings and and heels and this jacket with a tank top. I came home... And I looked like the movie coming to America. Like there's no way I could wear this in public. So I was laughing because in, um, in Aspen, there's a store I happen to love Kimosabe, but they really cater to tourists. They make cowboy boots, cowboy hats. Yeah. They had a pair of cowboy boots and it said on the boots seemed like a good idea at the time, which by the way, I love that saying that's the story of my life, but I was also like how many people are here buying cowboy hats and cowboy boots? And then you get back to LA or New York or wherever. wherever, And then you're, you have this stuff and what do you do? So first of all, I want to hear things you've bought in, in those circumstances. I always do that. Are you kidding? (laughs) I I went to the Bahamas. I was like at Atlantis. I came back an Islander. I had the be like Michael Scott, the office. I had like the beads in my hair. Like I was rocking. I bought like these $200, like God awful floral shirts that had, they were like native prints. And like, when I went to Hawaii, I was rocking puka shell, like anklets. Oh, I submerged myself in the culture completely. I go to Mexico. I mean, I'm coming back with the full, like the poncho, the donkey blanket or poncho, whatever. Oh yeah. Love it. I'm dead. And do you, when you come back, do you 
wear them? Do you wear those items? Absolutely (laughs) not. So this is my question because we were talking, I was laughing so hard. We were, so when I was, I was just in Aspen and some, one of the girls wanted to buy a cowboy hat. And the other one was like, you can't, what are you going to do when you get back to New York? Like you can't be the person wearing a cowboy hat in the city. And so I'm just, I wonder how many people, I feel everyone goes through this and it seems like a good idea at the time. Then you come home and you have these tourist clothes and they I just. I love it though. Like that coat, that Moroccan br- bridal coat. <laughs> it's in my purchased. closet if you want to style someone with it. Because I can't throw saying. it out. Like, see, yeah, you probably paid good money for it. It was expensive. Cool. That's the worst part. Yeah, I don't usually drop too much money on stuff. Sometimes I'll splurge, <laughs> but it's rare. But uh, but no, I feel like it's like it's a, a memory that you always have. I don't know. I'm so. Uh, when it comes to clothes, I'm just like, oh, it's so sweet. Like, he, like I bought when I went to Nashville, I bought a, a cowboy hat as well. Like, do you wear it in L.A.? Do you wear it in L.A.? I haven't. I have not worn it in L.A. <laughs> but when I went back to Nashville, you know, I was rocking it. Like, by I the way, yes, Nashville, Colorado. Wear the yeah. hat. Wear the yeah. hat. I was like, why not? I did. <laughs> L.A. Don't wear the hat. No, probably not the best <laughs> look for you. Uh, but I look at it like it's like a memory to have. So why not? You know, like you're in the moment. Yeah, I get it. Okay. You made me feel better about my coat. And it always kind of gets you out of your comfort zone. That's why I feel like it's adding a little bit of like paprika spice to your wardrobe because yeah. your wardrobe is probably, I don't know what it is, but for most ladies these days and men included, Lululemons, lots of sweats, black white splash of gray. So you having that purple magical technicolor dream coat from Morocco. I got to figure out a place. A reminder. I should have worn it on this podcast is what I should have done. I have to figure out a place to, uh, to, to take it for a spin. Cause it's yeah. just sitting there like gray gardens in my closet now. I wanted to talk about sales people, pushy sales people. Cause this is, Um, have you had bad experiences? Well, this is something that we've all encountered. I'm going to tell you one of my craziest experiences. I was in a store once and this salesperson was trying so hard to get me to try things. She pulled out a pair of pants and I was not interested in the pants. She went into the dressing room, put them on to come out and show me Like, she's like, look how they look on, which by the way, I give her major (laughs) credit for trying real commitment to this real commitment, but it made me feel incredibly uncomfortable as a salesperson in these high end places where I know you used to work before you were a stylist. Do you tell people honestly, if they don't look good in something, this is what I want to know. I won't say they don't look good in something when I was working in retail, I would just say uh, something like. That's not my favorite. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, to this day, I don't think anyone should hear like that doesn't look good. Some right. people want you to shoot them straight that way. Right. Uh, but for the most part in, with my clientele, they don't want to hear you look like shit. They just want right. to hear that's not the right silhouette or shape. But I think when it comes to work in retail, it's all about the culture within the corporate environment in that store. If right. they're putting heavy pressure on you to make your goals uh, as a sales associate, then you need to make those numbers you're looking at that person coming in as just a potential to make that goal. So you are just really trying hard to hit those numbers. Otherwise you're going to get written up three write-ups and you're out depending on where you're working. Uh, so I think that's why, and then they feel that pressure and then they start putting it, projecting it onto the customer. And then they start putting the clothes on. And then they start putting clothes on. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you ever have someone come in that pretty, pretty woman moment? You work on commission, big mistake, huge, because you maybe (laughs) didn't help them. Did you ever have that pretty woman moment? No, I never, well, because I'm down to help anyone. It's just, again, when I have appointments and stuff, that's what I'm focused on. From what my experience was in retail, it's always the one who looks homeless. That looks like they would never want to shop in that store that drops the most money. Uh, yeah. I've noticed that people that um, come from money, old money, uh, people that are just very comfortable in their wealth and don't need to showcase it in every way and be very brand conscious. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that wear brands like, are you familiar with the brand? It's called Brunello Cuccinelli. Yes, Br- I am. Br- Brunello Cuccinelli is like uncomfortably rich money. You're getting sweaters with no brand recognition. It looks like you got it from Banana Republic. <laughs> it's just a plain brown sweater. Sometimes there's holes in it, but it's about five to $10,000. It's totally, it's by the way. That's the best description of that brand. I would never like shop there just because it's like, just throw away money at that point. Like you're paying like, like $900 for a pair of linen shorts. Like that's wild. But you know, sometimes these people would come in wearing stuff and and I have no idea how much it costs or whatever, but they spend the most or they're just wearing a gap t-shirt and jeans and, and because they just want to wear not showy clothes, but they, they spend a lot. Yeah. So you really never know. I, I, I'd say the ones that are dripping in Louis Vuitton that come in and you think they're going to throw it down. Those are the ones that are like just looking today. Um, and it's usually the ones that come in rocking again, H and M, uh, or a Brunello Cuccinelli or who knows what it is and looking like they just, uh, left the gym or something and they're going to spend so much money. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And I, oh my God, we, I'm in California, um, mm-hmm. but the amount of money that's dropped by like the drug cartels, my drug cartel clients, incredible. I would love cash. drug cartel clients. Oh yeah. They'd come in from Sinaloa, <laughs> Mexico. And, uh, and they'd come with a baby, like pushing the baby. Um, what do you call those things? A stroller. Baby. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Clearly I'm not a parent. Um, <laughs> they come in with their stroller and I'm like, Oh, you have a cute baby. And they lift it. And it's just filled with cash. No. And, uh, and they're like, we got to spend this because it's <gasps> drug money. So they would spend it. And they'd always give me different names. My name's, you know, like, <laughs> like this one guy, he was like, my name is like, I think he said his name was like Jason Smith or I'm like, it's not, come on, buddy. Like, you know, like they always would give. Oh my God. I live for this. I live for this. I'm obsessed. And they would drop like $80,000, sometimes more. I love it. Quick question. Can you identify when people come in with the fakes, the fake Chanel's, the fake Louis, the fake, is that a thing? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, oh my gosh, it's such <laughs> like, a thing. I know, I know people wear them, but could you identify it when they enter the oh, store? Oh yeah. Well, they, they trained us on how to identify bags. Well, like they, that. I worked at, really? Yeah. On things to look out for <gasps> and to authenticate. And now they're, I mean, it's really hard to replicate bags these days just because they're putting little more than just serial codes. They're putting like little scanner type things in there too. So you could scan the bag that right. you don't even see that's in there. Um, but no, the, the, the thing is, I never shamed people for having a fake bag. The I'm all about a, a knockoff. Sure. No, but the reason why I didn't shame the person was because, well, you never know the backstory. And we would get these, these ladies that come in and they want to exchange their bag for something different or whatever. And it, I always try to like protect the marriage for them because they say, <gasps> my husband bought me this for the anniversary uh, or this was a birthday gift for my best oh. friend. Yeah. Oh, so they, oh. they went in with like just pure intention. I'm like, not about to shit on their parade. Oh my God. And so, then you have to look at them and be like, it's, I'm so sorry. This is not authentic. Well, the thing is 
we, we had sales associates that I think took pride. Like it made them feel good to be like, this isn't real. And not only is this not real, but because it is a fake bag and you've brought it into our store. You're under arrest. (laughs) Well, no, we have to (laughs) police. No, we have to confiscate it and destroy it. It's because it's, you know, and there's a, we had a thing in the back for like destroying uh, counterfeit bags and also damaged bags. The damaged bags, they don't get repaired if they come off the the line, uh, like yeah. with a slight little scratch or something. They don't salvage it. They destroy it, which is so wasteful. Anyway, I was going to say, I'll take the damaged. I'll take the oh. little. <laughs> oh my God. I'd see the damaged bin and it was just like these gorgeous like suitcases and bags. And I'm like, oh, there was like a fine little scratch and they're like, it's out. Um, so wow. I would always just tell the person when they came in with their fake ass bag, I'd say, you know what? Um, this <laughs> particular style, we don't carry in our store. This could be from, this could be from something that was collections ago, or it could have been an outlet purchase. I'm not, I'm not sure of that. I said, That's but I so know nice of you. I said, but I know this much that we won't be able to take it into this store, uh, unfortunately, or, or any store for that matter. But, <laughs> You're like, go get arrested somewhere else. Yeah. But they always, I think they, they kind of got it when I said that they're like, Oh, okay. And I think hearing that it might be an older collection that we don't even have, this is a SKU number. I don't recognize in the system. Our SKUs go back up to like a decade. So if right. it was, so yeah, um, but I would say that. And then they would always, I think, feel a little, because they didn't want to get embarrassed. And they're like, okay, no worries. And then they would go and then probably go and, you know, rip their husband a new one. Like, How dare you buy me a bag on <laughs> Oh my God, Street. I didn't even think of that. That's so awkward too. Wow. That was actually most of the time what happened. It wasn't people wanting to come in and get one over on us. Right, right. People that just had gifts or graduation gifts or whatever. And, and they just wanted to exchange it for something different. Oh my God, that's crazy. So yeah, I never want to embarrass I love anybody. how you handled it. You're such a nice guy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I like <laughs> because that. I, because I, I had that happen to me before. I got a beautiful gift from someone and a Louis Vuitton bag and I went into Louis and they made me look like a criminal that was trying to sell counterfeit bags. Oh, and they made it known. Like, this isn't real. This shouldn't even be in our store. Like, they were so shitty about it. So I, I hate had it happen. That. And I was like, I think I was like 18 when that happened. And I was so excited That's to go so into sad. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's no one's fault, but the person who bought it. I always wondered, you know what I always wondered, speaking of Louis Vuitton what? in sex in the city movie, did you see it when Jennifer yeah. Hudson gets her Louis Vuitton from Carrie? That ugly, ass bag. That ugly ass bag. And that mm. was her real authentic bag. And she's like, I love it. I'm like, did you? I wish, I wish we could really know if she loved that bag because it was the worst Louis Vuitton work bag. It was terrible. It was so bad. I thought that was, I always wanted to know that. Are you excited for the new film coming out? Sex and the City 3. (sighs) Okay. Or are we beating a dead horse? No, you know what? I am a huge Sex and the City fan. The, right? Obviously. Yeah. Without Samantha, I'm Mm. so bummed out. I feel Samantha was such a big part of the show. Sure was. Are you excited for it? I, you know what? I am just because I just love the, the whole franchise, but I feel like there's no way it's going to be as good as the, the, the previous. I didn't really like the second movie, to be honest. It wasn't my the favorite second movie. Me too. That it, it jumped the shark. Where did they go? Like India or something? Dubai. And it was. Yeah. yeah. It jumped the shark. But yeah. I it, like you, I will watch it. I'll watch every watch minute it. of it. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a great soundtrack. It's going to be. I'll get some fashion inspo. And just seeing them and hearing the music is going to be very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We've grown up with them. 
Okay, Lo, now we have some questions submitted by the listeners and then a lightning round. This is a big, this was a question I got. Can you age out of clothes? What's the rule about dressing for your age? Like, are there hemline rules? Are there, are there? No, I don't see here. Well, this controversial opinion, unpopular opinion, perhaps uh, that I always kind of butt heads with on clients, but I don't, I feel like wear what you want to wear. Fashion is freedom. If you want to rock a crop top and you're in your late fifties, early sixties, and you still rock a, want to rock a crop top, like, do you boo boo? Like, I am so with you on that. Norma Kamali is actually a friend of mine. We talked about this and oh, she, nice. she says the oh, really? same thing as you, you know, it's like, don't age yourself by feeling like you have to dress like an older person. Like you're wow. all of a sudden, because you have children and you reach a particular age now, like the Amish bus is coming to pick you up and you got to be <laughs> freaking you know, matronly handmade. Well, the person tail? who wrote the no. question said she can know, like, it won't look good anymore if she wears a um, a tube top and a mini skirt. And I was, so I'm like, you don't have to ditch a mini skirt because you're look at Tina Turner. Oh my! Hello. I just watched her documentary last night. It's God, incredible. I, love her. I she's one of my favorites of all time. But exactly, Tina Turner was literally 72 years old, rocking a mini on stage. Yeah. So. Uh, here's the thing, like maybe, okay, to her point, if she doesn't feel comfortable wearing a tube top and a mini skirt, that's okay. But let's say you have the mini skirt, rock a black opaque tight with it. So that you feel more confident. Cause I want you to feel good in the skirt. You right. can still rock it. But if you're like, I don't love my legs right now, or right. I didn't shave or whatever. Like, right. Just and you guys, if you like tight. your midsection, just wear a crop top. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The world is ending anyway, by the yeah. way. We're all going to die. So you might as well do it. <laughs> We're going to die. There's like floods, there's hurricanes, there's pandemics. Just wear the crop top if you want. I'm, to. And I'm just noticing now, I think just because, you know, I'm, we're all changing so much, even in the way we age, like 40, I feel like it's the new 30 and like, you know, all of that. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like when it comes to like, you shouldn't shop at like forever 21. If you're 56, like, no, still rock forever 21 because they have really cute stuff there for everybody. Say um, guys, you heard it here first and he's saving you money. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> before I let you go, I have a little lightning round for you. Ooh, yay like, or nay. Okay. Uh, but That's you could throw question. in your own kind of whatever. You don't have to just say yes or no. You can say okay. something about it. Um, fedora hats. Yes or no. No. Same. Um, I, okay. Gold chains or jewelry on men. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I agree. It's so yeah. hot by the way, guys. I think it's so hot. There's a fine line in the way you do it. Let's, you know, layering necklaces and stuff. You got to you know, keep it classy. Yeah. My gentlemen, my Kings, but agree, uh, I, agree. I even silver, like I love that guys are feeling confident to rock jewelry and they should. They, yeah, I, yeah. you guys, I'm with, I'm with low on this one. Low, we are on the same page. Okay. This, this look of corsets, the corset top. Yes or no. I love it. You do love I think, it. I think it's great. It's great. It's not the most comfortable. Actually, mm-hmm. it's like a 50-50. Some of my clients are like, oh my God, I love a corset because I feel like I'm just stuck in. Yeah, 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 like yeah. That, you know, that Titanic vibe. Of <laughs> Remember that scene where she's lacing yeah, up the corset? Totally. Um, but again, it's not for everybody, but 
if you want to, you know, be sucked in, sure. It, it looks great. <laughs> it's and just it'll not suck you in. Shoulder pads. Obsessed. Obsessed. We'll really? What about, I've seen this thing that I never saw before. T-shirts with shoulder pads. What do you think of that? Uh, I've seen that. Yeah. It's like very like a plain t-shirt monochromatic with like a shoulder pad. Yeah. I don't love it with the t-shirts. Okay. I like it like a structural jacket. If you're going with like a menswear inspired look, very like, 80s grace jones why not rock a shoulder pad mm-hmm. but uh on t-shirts i mean i guess it could work for some people it's just not my favorite because you can tell because the, the fabric is so thin that it just looks like there's like a weird pad on your shoulder like i don't know it's not yeah working. yeah I'm, I'm torn on the shoulder pads okay last one kitten heels yes or no uh, i'm torn with the kitten heel i'm torn that's a tough one it's a case by case situation. It's a case by case. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like I can't wear a kitten heel because I'm always like, eh, I'd rather be in a flat or a yeah. heel. I feel like it's for someone that just can't make up their mind in that moment <laughs> because a kitten heel, because they're like, it's giving you a little bit of hype. But is it though? Is it really? No, them, it's like, I what, a centimeter? It's, yeah. I think they're like, I'd still want a little bit of height. So I'm going to rock this kitten heel. Uh, that was a big trend like two years ago. It was like the, the era of the kitten heel, but I feel like now in my own personal styling for clients, I don't have to do kitten heels. It's either you're going to go with a, a normal heel, a platform, if you want comfort, of yeah. course, or let's just rock a flat, an amazing flat or a platform sneaker. Those are cool too. Yeah. Those aren't going All right. Out. Well, Lo, we loved your advice. Oh. I'm sad to let you go because you're so fun. Lo, wow. how can people find you, stalk you, follow you, be you? Stalk away. Follow me on the gram. It's at style LVR. It's S T Y L E L V R, which are my initials acronym for style lover. Um, and then also uh, you can find me on my podcast, which is the low life podcast, L O life podcast episodes come out every Thursday. And it is just, yeah, we talk fashion, talk sex, drugs, everything. Okay, perfect. Lo, thank you so much for being here. Oh, so happy to be here. And I cannot wait to come back. You're amazing. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.